0: Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts.
1: Well, thank you, sir, and welcome. Good to have you with us on this warm Thursday afternoon, and I hope you're doing the best to uh, beat the heat. Been a warm one out there, certainly in the the San Francisco Bay region. So, uh, you know, we're going to try to promise you, I can't guarantee, but we're trying not to get you too hot under the collar on today's program, uh, deciding to take a, a, a bit more calmer trajectory than certainly our subject matter with um, with Sam Sorbo yesterday on the current state of education in our state. I want to mention, by the way, uh, Pastor Ross Reinman joins us tonight at 6 o'clock. You're going to be in for a spectacular treat. I've had the chance to visit with him, and um, not only a very encouraging ministry of what God is doing up in the Santa Rosa area, but his own personal life journey. Um, pretty remarkable. We'll get to that that conversation coming up tonight in the six o'clock hour here on the Thursday edition of Lifeline. want to kind of pick up the momentum from the series that we've been addressing for um, several weeks now, part of this new book that's been released called Leading Ladies, Discover Your god grown Strategy for Success. And we've been privileged over the many weeks to meet a number of the contributors back for a, um, a second visit is Linda Goldfarb. Linda, of course, is a speaker, performer, author, board-certified Christian life coach, and one of the contributors to this amazing new book. And Linda, welcome back. Great to have you with us again.
2: Thank you so much, Craig. It is a privilege and honor to be here with you. Thank
1: you. And we talked last visit about some of your own life experience and the struggles that you had as a type A get done personality. I haven't got time to wait around for this nonsense. There's ministry to be done and things to do. and. <laughs> How Come some on. sometimes the challenges that uh, that can attend to all of that when we tend to uh, to get um, get ahead of God, uh, which uh, as a as a Type A personality as well, I can certainly relate to. But you know, one of the broader things, and I want to spend some time talking about today, um, that ties not only into your contribution to leading ladies discover your God grown strategy for success, and and that is kind of the progression here. You know, your your life experience certainly talks about not just the the journey of getting to know God, but then the journey to getting to know yourself, and then ultimately for a lot of us, the journey of getting to know others, and, and specifically uh, the others being our spouse or our family, and understanding not only what makes them Unique and individual in God's eyes, but also with unique and different personalities, not all of which we necessarily understand or have the easiest of time meshing with, do we?
2: (laughs) We certainly don't. If we did, life would be just so peaceful, wouldn't it? You know, my personality is the get-or-done personality, and one of the philosophies that this A-driven personality would have you know if everyone was like me and just did what i said it life would be so easy (laughs) and and my husband who's opposite from me he would look at me and say what'd you say yeah i'm like going oh that's not that's not the approach if i'm looking for success in any relationship that is certainly not the approach i need to take
1: You know, what strikes me about your own story, you made the comparison to a thoroughbred. And, of course, any of us that are fans of equestrian sport or just marvel at those marvelous uh, creations of God, look at the strength, the power, the agility, uh, all of that, and uh, kind of think that, well, you know, a thoroughbred, just by the nature of of what we apply to the definition of that term, seems to suggest in the minds of many of us that they were born perfect, right out the gate. And yet, as you remind us in your chapter in Leading Ladies, that um, there's a lot of training that needs to be done, and a lot of, um, well, if we use these terms to ones that we can relate to, a lot of waiting on God while God works on us to be done, and the amount of time that a trainer will put into... Just getting the thorough, but not not to run as fastest as possible or as sleek as possible, but rather just learning how to walk in circles over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. And it's interesting the parallels that you draw with the way oftentimes God will do the same thing in developing us into being spiritual thoroughbreds and thoroughbreds for God, that oftentimes the real ministry that takes place is just God leading us in circles until we learn to obey and we learn to trust.
2: Amen. Amen. And when I was introduced to this concept, I will tell you, it was foreign to me. Not that horses were foreign. I have had a Tennessee walker, and he's amazing. This big, huge chestnut horse was absolutely amazing. A little more docile personality. And being introduced to the concept of the thoroughbred, as you said in my story, I mentioned that I was at a working monastery in Oceanside, California, and one of the challenges that we were given was to be silent for, I think it was like three to four hours, and the first thing that went off in my head was, there's no way I'm a speaker, I'm, I'm a get-or-done person. I've got to get things done. And during that time, Father just, and I'm gonna use the words, he broke me to himself by using silence and by using a beautiful note that came from a precious woman who is still a wonderful mentor and influence in my life. And in about the third hour of first trying to escape everyone so that I wouldn't, uh, you know, so that I would win-win because I'm that driven and I'm that personality, so I had to win. I found myself back in my little cubby of a room and I found the note and in it she she said, Linda, God has so much in front of you. The sadness right now is that you are such a thoroughbred, you're wanting to break through the gate before Father before God has opened it up for you, basically, Craig, is what it was. And hearing that, at first I was like, What? What does that mean? And she went on to say, when father opens a gate, when you submit to him, you're, you're less likely to hurt yourself and hurt others trying to get through or become, or be that person or be all that in a bag of chips. And it really resonated in my spirit. And I think it's because father had slowed me down over the course of those few hours. And It was absolutely ordained by him because a little while later, I was at a conference, and there was a gal who was there. I just met her, and we know there are no coincidences with with God, right? It's he knows what we need. I met her. I was struggling just with, again, maybe some of my self-image or my why is so-and-so there and I'm not there yet or why is this happening And I started talking to her, and we wound up meeting together, and during that time, I shared receiving that note and how I was feeling, and she said, Linda, something you don't know about me is I've studied the training of thoroughbred horses, and I was like, what? And so she went through the process, which is some of what I share in in my chapter is, as you said... The thoroughbreds, when they are brought at a young age to their trainer, to their quote master, it's not to break who they are by design. It's to help them start following the master and not just thrashing out on their own, but to be able to control the power from within. And that takes submitting to the one who is leading you. And the whole process, I was blown away. I was blown away by it, Craig, because as she was talking to me, I kept, I saw that. I was like, that's why, that's why fathers had me go around in circles or sometimes in these figure eights where I'm thinking, oh, breakthrough, breakthrough, and it doesn't come. And I'm like, what? Is it me? Is it me? And over the course of time, I discovered It wasn't me in, oh, I'm not worthy. It was, I have so much more for you, Linda. Start looking for my open doors. And there is a scripture, Craig, where we are told that God is the God who opens doors no man can close. And he closes doors no man can open. And over the course of the years, I really started adopting that mentality because I knew I was that get her done, break through, do whatever person. And I came to a place where I said, Father, if you open a door that no man can close, I will walk through that door even if I don't understand in that moment. But in the same setting, Lord, if you close the door, I'm not going to look for a key. Mm. I will wait for you to open it. And it's the same as not asking to be seated at the main table. So often Craig, we think that we're supposed to be something something for God to use us. We have to have if we if we are speakers, oh we have to be on a big platform. If we are parents, oh we have to have the perfect family. If we are this, we have to have everything bigger, better, better. And that's not how God has designed us and that's not how He uses us.
1: And you know, and how ironic Linda that so often and I think we've all done it, we're we're so eager to get things done and we have a passion that's burning in our heart for what we believe God has called us to do, and we're pounding away at that door, and we are so determined we're going to accomplish this for the kingdom, we're going to kick that door in, and we're so busy pounding and banging and kicking and focused, laser-focused on that door that we don't have the time to recognize that ever-so-slight tap on our shoulder as the Holy Spirit is attempting in this gentleman way to get our attention to say, stop for a minute. Look over here. Just look to your right. There's a door that God's open. That's the door that he wants you to go through. But no, we're so laser focused on what we want to do that oftentimes we miss the leading of the Spirit. And while we try to pound open the one door, We fail to recognize that there's another one just to the right or just to the left that we hadn't noticed. That's wide open, waiting for us to walk through. But we're so full oftentimes of our own determination, sometimes of our own ego, as you suggest, Linda, that we fail to recognize that. Linda Goldfarb is with us today. Linda is a performer, an author, board-certified Christian life coach, and one of the contributors to this new series called Leading Ladies, Discover Your god grown Strategy for Success, newly released My Bold Vision Books. Well, we're not done with Linda yet. We're going to take a time out, come back to more of our conversation as this edition of Lifeline continues.
0: And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts.
1: Our series called Leading Ladies, Discover Your Gone, Grown Strategy for Success continues and visiting again with Linda Goldfarb. And Linda, I want to come back to my analogy for a moment and have you address something, because I think that's an experience that there are many of us that are in that type A personality category have gone through that we're just, we're so determined, we're so focused on what it is that we believe God wants us to accomplish, that we're going to open that door no matter what, even if we have to kick it over and knock it down ourselves. But I, I have to wonder, there may be some eavesdropping on our conversation today that would say, Craig, Linda, wait a minute, you guys don't understand. I'm a woman. I'm having to not only overcome glass ceiling issues, the challenges of being maybe raising the family, working a job, coordinating everything from, you know, getting the kids back and forth to soccer practice, music lessons, all of that, and then maybe even added to involved in ministry. It's not easy. The doors don't just fly open. I have to kick them open because no one will open them for me. What do you say to the woman facing those kinds of challenges?
2: Great question. Not only have I met many of these women, not only have I coached many of these women, I have been one of these women. (laughs) So I'm like in the right place at the right time, Craig. And here is what I'm going to share is, I've learned over the years, I'm not going to tell someone what they should do, right? As a coach, what we do is we, we point to door options and we say, which one do you want to walk through based on where you are? So in the same vein, what i would share with this amazing woman who has been called by god first if she's a mother uh, being a mother is an amazing amazing privilege it is not an easy season in our lives especially today it can be very difficult and if we are called and we, we are a mother and maybe our, our children have grown or our children are of an age where they can kind of take care of themselves and then we're involved in church ministry and we feel this strong call to, I'm now going to go into ministry because I feel God calling me to do this. I'm going to share a very quick story that happened. And it opened my eyes, just opened my eyes and my heart wide open. I'm part of the um, uh, Christian Women in Media Association, their fantastic association. And I was at one of the annual gatherings and Kay Arthur was one of the keynote speakers who was there. And this room was filled with women from all over the country and some internationally. And they were there because they're in media, they're on fire with the ministry and they are ready to just go and kick down those doors and get her done, okay? And they're not all the same personality but they do have the mindset that you're talking about. God has called me to this so I'm going to, you know, Katie bar the door. I'm going to make this happen. And in the... The first few moments of Kate Arthur speaking to the group, she posed a situation. She said, first, how many of you feel that you are on mission for God and being in media and being in your ministry right now and you're starting this? How many of you feel that you are led by God to do this and the hands just go up? How many of you are married? and the hands go up how many of you that are here have the consent of your husband to be here how many of you have your home life in order for you to be seeking a ministry Well, I'm going to tell you Craig the room went silent mm. the room went silent These women start looking at each other and going, what did she just say to us? What did she say to us? And I will tell you in that moment, my heart started beating so rhythmically. And it was like, do you hear me now? And I'm like going, wait a minute, wait. These women, are they're called to, this is what they're driven to do, going into ministry. Father, that can't be a bad thing. I mean, because we're doing it for you. And as Kay continued to talk, what she shared with all of us was, God is a God of order, and he will not call us out of his order for us to do something we think is good for him. And in that... It was God is not going to bless the efforts of and I'm going to I'll say men or women who are seeking to go off on their own to go into something without really spending time seeking the Holy Spirit and in my own home. And that's the only one I can address because I don't walk in the shoes of other people. In my own home, I had to ask the questions, And I came home and I spoke with my husband. And I said, am I walking out from under your covering to go into this ministry? And he looked at me and he said, no, I believe part of my ministry is to support you and what God is doing. Wow. Now, I will tell you, Craig, I have a strong husband. He's not a wimpy dude. He, he is a manly man and he is a guy who, who loves the Lord but he's not, he wasn't, um, he wasn't afraid of me <laughs> <laughs> because it's strong women, I will tell you, I'm a strong woman who coaches strong women who speak into strong women and sometimes men can be intimidated by the strength of a woman if there's a shift. And, and I pray that the women listening, I pray that they're listening with the Holy Spirit to what I'm saying.
1: Well, because and you know, there's something, there's a very profound truth in what you're speaking because to, to sort of uh, shorthand it, um, you know, it, it's the equivalent of God saying, before you're ready to be about business in my house, in the Father's house, make sure things are in order in your own house. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And and now there will be some families, Craig, that have disorder. Yeah, there are some families where when we look at the order of covering and we know that individually we have our relationship with Jesus Christ individually, we host the Holy Spirit. We he resides in us when we have accepted Jesus Christ as our savior boom, we have the Holy Spirit and now we have a guide, now we have a counselor, now we have someone that we can confide in. In the marriage, and I'm just going to go straight here to the marriage. In the marriage, the, the woman seeks God, the man seeks God, then together they come together and walk under God. And in scripture, men are told, you're going to be held accountable to me for your family. How are you raising them? That's right. And women, you're going to be held accountable to how you undergird your husband. And that was an amazing thought. I was, I was called to speak to an international conference held here in San Antonio. And it was on, or it was a national, it was on the football coaches conference in San Antonio. And these are foot, these are college, these are every kind of football coach, and they brought me in to speak to the wives. And I was like, Father, what in the world am I going to share with these women? And the topic that he gave me was the strength behind the powerhouse. Why God chose the rib. And what he gave me out of that, Craig, <laughs> was that all of us have soft stuff. We have yucky stuff. But without our rib cage, without our skeletal structure,
1: all of that would just ooze everywhere. It would fall apart. It would collapse it, in on itself.
2: It would collapse in on itself. But as a woman who has been created from the rib, we are exposed to the messy stuff, to the yucky stuff of our spouse. Yet, we have a strength that will help to hold them up under all that they're
1: called to do. You know, this is getting too good, and I just looked at the clock and thought, I, can I turn this thing back like two hours? <laughs> 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 Linda, we got to get you back again. I, I know we've just been kind of doing these little these little teasing segments, and I think initially we had you on for a quarter hour and concluded, oh, that's not enough, and, and clearly a half hour is not adequate either. <laughs> what a delight to visit with you. Oh, and, sure. and I want to, you know, the next time we get together and visit, uh, I, I would love to talk with you about the personality traits, because as I mentioned earlier, you know, sort of that progression of getting to know God, getting to know ourselves and getting to know our loved ones, our family and others. And oftentimes we don't understand the different personality traits. And we think sometimes, you know, what's defective about my son or my daughter or my husband just seems to be defective, not recognizing it's not necessarily a defect. It's just a different Effect. And uh, I think that that'll be really revealing and and wonderfully encouraging and illuminating for so many of our listeners. So I, I hope we can convince you to come back again and spend a lot more time. Linda Goldfarb, again, one of the contributors to this amazing new book. We've been sharing it as a series here on Lifeline called Leading Ladies, Discover Your god grown Strategy for Success. Newly published by Bold Vision Books, available now. And uh, you can check it out as well as more information about Linda online at Linda Goldfarb, G-O-L-D-F-A-R-B, lindagoldfarb.com. Linda, what a delight to visit with you. And again, we are so privileged to spend some time and look forward to doing it again real soon. A look at Leading Ladies, Discover Your god grown Strategy for Success. Now, when we come back, you might say, as one of those leading ladies... Where can I meet some others? How can I get my batteries recharged? How can I get a sense of of insight and shared best practices with other women that are involved in outreach and ministry, maybe their own ministry or at church, whatever the case might be. Is there some collection that can help provide me the kind of support and insight that I need to be more successful in what God has called me to do? Well, I'm so glad you've answered that, asked that question because we're going to answer it for you coming up in just a moment. So stay tuned. Thursday edition of Lifeline continues.
0: And now, back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts.
1: Isn't Linda Goldfarm amazing? We're going to get her back again. Um, Just, you know, it's almost just a tease to get her on for a segment or two. We'll certainly invite her back to to talk more. And uh, we're going to be continuing, um, I think, the next installment of our series called Leading Ladies, Discovering Your God-Grown Strategy for Success. We're going to get all the women together on the program. And uh, I'm going to kind of, (laughs) I'm going to be traffic director uh, for the hour and That'll uh, be something to look forward to as we, we dig down deeper into ministry, calling, and the challenges that oftentimes women face today when it comes to being busy in a career, in the home, and ministry, too. And speaking of ministry, I mentioned before the break uh, the question that undoubtedly you've asked yourself a time or two, and that is gee, if there wasn't a resource available where women that are involved in ministry can come together, encourage one another, exhort one another, to Discover and share best practices and kind of get their spiritual batteries recharged and whatever it is that the Lord has called them to do. You know, I got the answer for you. There is just such an event. And to tell us more about a special conference coming to the San Francisco Bay Area, September 15 and 16, we are um, happy to connect up with Andrea Coley. Andrea is the Executive Director of Lead Bold in the upcoming Women's Conference Leading Bold, again taking place in Livermore, September 15. 15 and 16 more details in a moment meanwhile andrea welcome good to have you with us
3: hi craig thank you so much for having me it's great to be with you
1: we were just talking with another guest about um, oftentimes the challenges particularly today where you know women are not just raising families they're oftentimes breadwinners as well organizing things at home, and then on an increasing basis, also involved in ministry. Now, maybe they're partnering with a spouse in ministry. Maybe they have a ministry of their own. And so the the kind of stresses that they're facing, the kind of challenges that they've got, and trying to successfully sort of juggle all these balls uh, can be challenging. And yet this special conference that you and your team have put together, I understand, is designed to help really encourage women in just those kinds of categories to be able to not only learn how to navigate and manage all of this time, but also to ultimately discover what it means to fully grow into the potential of the calling that God has led them into.
3: Yes, you have it exactly right. You don't even need me on this show. You got you it nailed <laughs> down. You said it exactly right, Craig. Yes, as women, especially who are leaders and who find themselves called to ministry space, um, there are a lot of demands. There's a lot of demands on our time and a lot of demands on our capacity. Um, and there's not always the support. Um, and there's a lot of dynamics that play there, like you said, with the many roles that we have um, and the different contexts that we find ourselves in. But unfortunately, t- so many women get to a place where they get depleted and they don't have the source or the resource to be able to get filled in, to get poured into, and that's really what we're doing with Lead Bold and with the conference that we have coming up.
1: Help help us understand something here. Why does it seem, at least from my perspective, and I I would suspect that, that this is borne out in other people's experiences, that we oftentimes cut the guys slack that we don't allow the women. For example, how many of us have either heard these words, or maybe even uttered these words and they might be said for example to the kids don't bother daddy he's just come home after a long day at work and he's very tired he needs time (laughs) to insert name here read the newspaper watch the sports on tv you know whatever the case might be and so dad puts in i'm not i'm not undermining the difficulty of working at the office for eight hours a day but dad puts in his eight hour day comes home and he's kind of done for of the day and yet mom might come home from having the same kind of day she's expected to get the dinner on the table get the kids bathed get the kids in bed maybe help them with homework in the meanwhile start a load of laundry do some planning for tomorrow you know set out the husband's clothes for the next day plan meals etc etc nobody ever says don't bother mommy she's had a hard day why don't we do that <laughs> Well, I
3: certainly hope that, that things are moving away from that direction. And I do think they are, um, especially in the Bay Area, where, you know, when you have a dual income household where, um, you know, both, both parents, both spouses are working full time often to be able to afford living, um, it, it definitely can be more equitable. And, and I hope that that is what people are experiencing. But, but you're right, at the heart of things, sometimes there's expectations put on moms or wives or women simply because of tradition or kind of how it has been that can build into all these ways that are what I was talking about before about women feeling like they, they don't measure up and they're never having enough, you know, time energy space to really pay attention to the way God's calling her to lead and to live into her unique calling. So, I don't I can't answer why that's happening, but I do certainly hope that things are shifting and and it does take both men and women to make room for women to affirm women to rise up and to not be in a place where they're so pulled in so many directions and being depended on um, in such an uneven sort of way that they really do have the freedom to be unleashed for what God's calling them to do. And that is, that is what we're about. That is what we want to help women See in themselves and see in each other, and and be able to have the capacity and the confidence to be able to reach that.
1: And I think so often there's also a sense of uh, expectations, meaning that we we handle things like that because at a level we're acknowledging. Well, there's a lot of incredible women out there that can manage to juggle all of that, and sometimes even do more. And and that guys don't feel like I'm I'm you know dissing on you. I'm not. I'm just simply suggesting that maybe sometimes that attitude. Is, is arrived at because women are proving that they're able to juggle all of those things and do all of it so successfully. But a big part of this conference is uh, to help women who maybe sometimes, because those expectations and demands are put onto them, feel a little bit burned out or just looking for some encouragement. And as I mentioned at the onset, the notion of being able to come together with other women involved in different types of ministries to pray for one another, encourage one another, share best practices, and really effectively help put in their hands tools that can help them become more productive at what they do, not just in their private life, in their relationship with their spouse, certainly their relationship with God, but ultimately, too, in terms of equipping them with the kind of tools that they need to be more successful at what God has called them to be and do in their involvement with ministry.
3: Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, I, I think that so often for women, too, when they are leading in all these ways that we're talking about, and then specifically in ministry, um, it can feel very lonely. It can feel very isolating um, because we are working very hard to follow God's call on our life and to be obedient and to make kingdom impact. And when we do that, there's very little time to be navigating friendships and a support network and and with people who understand those unique challenges. And so one of the huge values that our Lead Bold community brings is that we provide that chance, that physical space to rub shoulders with other women who, regardless of how different our ministries are and how different our backgrounds are and how different our approaches are and even our theologies are that we have something in common and we understand one another in a, in a unique way and and we get one another and it allows each woman to be able to recognize that she's not alone that she does have other women to cheer her on other women who are maybe a few steps ahead of her in leadership that can that can raise her up and and women who can affirm you know what she's doing and that she doesn't have to do it like someone else she doesn't have to do it like another woman or like a, a man that she has seen lead in this way that she can be activated to live out her calling exactly in who she is and and so a big part of what we do is kind of building that network of connectedness for women who are leaders and we all know it can be lonely being a leader to to have other women who are Uh, cheerleading her, coming alongside of her, and just kind of being um, in her corner so that she can live out what God's called her to do.
1: If you've just joined us, we're visiting with Andrea Coley. She is the Executive Director of LEAD Bold Special Bay Area Conference taking place September 15 and 16. It'll be hosted at Crosswinds Church in Livermore. Andrea, can you stay with us for a couple of more minutes? Absolutely. I, I'm going to. I'm, <laughs> my poor engineer eyes are getting wide, thinking you have other guests. Craig, what are you doing? We're, we're going to kind of reshuffle the deck here. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Pastor Ross Ryman is going to be joining us from um, Santa Rosa momentarily. We're going to get to that still in the six o'clock hour, but uh, we're just you know kind of follow, follow the bouncing ball. We're figuring this out as we go along here. I, I want to have Andrea share a little bit more about some of the specifics related to this special conference. Again, it's the the Leading Bold Women's Conference coming to the Bay Area September 15 and 16. You can find details online at leadingbold.org. That's leadingbold.org. What will be contained specifically in this two-day conference? Well, we'll get to those details coming up in just a moment. Our conversation with Andrea Coley, Executive Director of Lead Bold, continues in just a moment.
0: And now, back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts.
1: Andrea Coley with us tonight. She, of course, is in ministry as well. She holds an MA in theology from Fuller Theological Seminary and is teaching pastor at Crosswinds Church here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Also, executive director of LEAD Bold. The next Bay Area conference committed toward empowering and equipping women to live into their full potential in ministry coming up september 15 and 16 and andrea has been kind enough to stay on with us for a couple of more minutes andrea for women that are saying wow this really sounds like the kind of conference that i could benefit from tell me more kind of peel back the layers of the onion if you would and tell us a bit about what women can expect to experience over the course of this two-day gathering
3: Well, we don't take for granted that um, it's it's a lot for women to be able to carve out two days to be with us. And so we try to pack... Um, so much in there for them that by the time they leave, they will feel refueled and revived for what what God's called them to. So the way that we do that is we have really incredible main sessions where we're all together and there's just this sense of celebration. We're learning together with inspired messages from some amazing speakers. Then we also have opportunity that allows the women to curate their experience a little bit more. So we have four different workshops on a variety of leadership topics and they get to pick which ones they go to for that. Um, in addition, during the two days we've incorporated small group time and and really that's a chance for these leaders to, to process what they're learning, to pay attention in a group setting to what God might have for them in their leadership and their spiritual lives. Um, and then because we we really value this as well. We actually carve out a small part of the conference to to send them off in silence just with them and Jesus, a chance for them to really listen to every last nugget that God has for them while they're with us. So with those things, we we really try, like I said, to create an experience that is not only empowering and equipping, but that it is refueling for them um, in whatever their ministry looks like.
1: And is it fair to say, because obviously there's going to be women that are engaged in different levels of ministry, as well as different levels of maturity? in terms of their relationship with Christ. So is there really a design here that there's going to be something for everybody no matter where they may be on that continuum?
3: That is absolutely right. We have a really broad range of leaders who are part of our Lead Bold community. So some find themselves doing full-time staff ministry work either in the local church in a in a parachurch organization or a faith-based nonprofit and we have women who are volunteering in different ways again within their church or in a different ministry maybe they're a chaplain maybe they're a worship leader so It is definitely a very diverse group of women, and the the thing that they have in common is that there is some kind of calling on their life, and they are responding in obedience to be used by God in a ministry way, and they're using their leadership gifts to do that.
1: Now, tough question. There are also women coming from all kinds of backgrounds in terms of theological backgrounds. And you can run the gambit of folks that are involved in independent, non-denominational churches, Baptist churches, you know, the, the whole gambit. How do you design a conference like this where really everybody feels from a theological standpoint like they're at home?
3: You know, one of the really unique things about Lead Bold is that we focus on our unity in in Jesus, in our leadership, and in our calling to ministry. And what that allows us to do is that in all the other ways where we might not align, um, whether that's theologically or in our traditions or, you know, whatever it is, those things, while they are present and they're very real and they're very much a part of our ministry context, uh, they are not the main thing. Um, our hope is that women who come can, can listen and be open and learn from one another so that in whatever their setting is, they're more empowered to, to lead better. And so anytime women who are leaders in ministry get together, certainly the conversation about women's roles in the church or the theology of, of women as leaders, it certainly is part of the conversation, But we make the choice to do that um, with mutual respect and understanding. And we make the choice to say that these are things we don't have to align with each other on. Instead, we are going to just know that we are called, know that we stand before God as individuals, and we want to steward our gifts well. And we're going to do that by focusing on those leadership
1: gifts. And I think that's so joyful because it really then takes a look at the strength that is a part of diversity, whether it be women coming from different theological traditions within mainline Christendom, or folks that come from uh, different backgrounds, uh, you know, anything that would suggest a chance to learn and grow from one another and and to be able to, as you point out, focus on the strength and what pulls these women together. That's Exciting, And I bet there's an aspect of this conference that you've heard that, you know what, that is exactly what I'm looking for. I've been praying for something like this. Well, I'm glad that you uh, have tuned in today to hear more about this amazing conference. Again, it is the women's conference called Leading Bold taking place September 15 and 16 hosted by Crosswinds Church in Livermore and it is really focused on as I mentioned before committed to empowering women and equipping them to grow into their full potential in ministry whatever it might be for you and in ministry leadership. Information available on the web at leadingbold.org that's leadingbold.org and Andrea Coley thank you so much for sharing with us about this amazing conference.
3: Craig, I appreciate you letting me be on, and thank you for your support and just helping get the word out about this. I think any woman who can say yes to this is taking that next level of what it means to make an impact on God's
1: kingdom. Yeah, and so critically important, particularly at this juncture with everything going on in society around us, making sure that women are equipped to their fullest potential in ministry is so important. And I'm glad that this conference is available to provide those kinds of resources and encouragement. Again, the Women's Leading Bold Conference taking base September 15 and 16, hosted by Crosswinds Church in Livermore. Get complete details about speakers, times, and how to register by going online to Bold bold.org. That's leadingbold.org. And our thanks to Executive Director and Conference Leader Andrea Coley for being with us on this segment of Lifeline.